This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. episode on the Hack Underground. I'm your new host, Faith Patterson, and today I had the chance to sit down with the new English professor, Michael Oliver, talking about his journey to Trine and some of his hobbies. I hope you enjoy this episode. So what brings you to Trine University? Well, obviously I was asked, I was asked to come. I was offered a job. Oh, really? So yeah, so I said yes and thought it would be uh, a lot of fun. I had been down to Trine uh, quite some time ago as a track coach, actually, at a high school. You were a track coach? I was a track coach. So I brought uh, a number of my runners in, I want to say, like a January or something of this nature. And uh, we came down a few times, worked out. Phenomenal indoor facility. Um, Enjoyed it. And so I knew about uh, I knew about Tri-State and knew about Trine. Right. Yeah, they changed the name to Trine. They did. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been a track coach for? Oh, I I've been off and on a track coach probably for twenty years, twenty five years. Have you ever been on the track team? Is that like how did you get interested in being the track coach? Uh, well, I that's what got me to college. I was uh, recruited and went to, ended up uh, going to Western Kentucky University. Okay. And uh, running four years on their team, both both track and cross country. That's amazing. So, have you taught at any other universities? Not universities, but I've taught for almost 10 years at, um, at Kellogg Community College in okay. Battle Creek. Um, how long have you been teaching? How long have I been teaching? Yeah. <laughs> well, I started, it, it's a little convoluted. Okay. Okay, because I started teaching in 1966. And I taught for approximately... Four and a half, maybe five years, something like that. And I took uh, 30 years off and then came back uh, to teaching and, uh, and ended up actually retiring from public school teaching from Quincy High School and Quincy Community Schools in Quincy, Michigan. Oh. And then started teaching for uh, Kellogg Community College. So what made you stop teaching for 30 years? Well, I started my own business. Oh, what business? I was in the uh, I was in the athletic world. Right. So I started a manufacturer's rep agency, and in those days it was one person, right. me, <laughs> and then it, it it grew, and I was um, involved with uh, probably a couple people that you've never heard of. <laughs> probably um, one was one was Carhu Cross Country Skis. 
And then there was a, uh, a shoe company called Nike. <laughs> and in those days, it was called Blue Ribbon Sports before they changed their name to Nike. And then I became involved with uh, Tiger, which is uh, ASICS now. And then I became involved with a small little company called Reebok. Okay. I've only heard of one of those, and that is Nike. <laughs> You've never heard of Reebok? Well, I have. Okay, never mind. I have heard of Reebok. But <laughs> the, the, I had just had to get familiar with the name. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Well, that's really interesting. Thank you sure. for sharing that with me. <laughs> um, so within those 30 years, even yeah. though you did create your own business, did you have any other hobbies that you like that you did during those that time? In well, I was I was a skier, I was a teacher in as a ski instructor. Um I Messed around with technology as as a hobby, because in those days it was definitely a hobby. Right. Um, it was difficult to carry all the all of your technology with you, because it weighed a lot and it was big. But uh, but other than that, I was pretty much into my work. That's good. Um, do you? How long? Okay, maybe I should stop saying how long. Um, where do you go skiing? Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, out have west. You, have you ever out, been to Colorado? Yes, out west. Uh, we used to go to Steamboat a lot. Okay. And some of those places. And I started uh, I started skiing in Maine. Maine? Maine. I was born and brought up in Maine. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only places I've been skiing is... Colorado and in Michigan. Well, I started on the National Ski Patrol at Brighton, which is in Michigan, and uh, ran a variety of things. That's amazing. I I have always been interested on like like being like just even visiting Maine. Well, Maine is is an interesting place to be from. Right. I was born up, brought up in northern Maine, so when you talk about minus 30 degrees or minus 23 degrees, and that's without wind chill, right. uh, that didn't bother anybody because as kids, we were all outside playing. We just had big, heavy snowsuits on, uh, so if you fell over, it was difficult to get up unless you rolled over, but uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. So. We used to ski to the hill, ski all day long, and then ski home. That is awesome. So it was Man, fun. I, I, I bet it is difficult to get back up and with all that heavy snow going oh, on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so are there like other things that you have done like with your work, like just with your small businesses, um, how you like expanded with that because i know how you said um you've expanded with other small businesses but yeah. like, have well you we we created um we were ahead of our time and we created a line of uh clothing that was made out of uh of synthetics right and of course that's the big deal today 
Yeah. And we were just ahead of our time, and it didn't uh, did not do very well. It but, happens. Uh, but it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it does then um, uh, I I set up uh, manufacturing for a gentleman in Michigan. <coughs> Excuse me, um, gentleman in Michigan that had a number of licenses for brand names. Uh, NASCAR was one of them. And actually, McDonald's. McDonald's? Yes. And so <laughs> I went to, and I've done many trips to the Far East. And I went to the Far East for this particular project and uh, created NASCAR, shoes for NASCAR, and, uh, and shoes for McDonald's. That was a pretty big jump there. <laughs> uh, no, it was all shoes, footwear. Shoes from NASCAR all the way to shoes from yep. McDonald's. But I they mean, were McDonald's, all shoes. It's, I mean, not, it's not, we designed them and, and, and had uh, a manufacturer build them for us. Right. I mean, then again, McDonald's is very popular. It's a huge chain. So. It is. It is. But we couldn't get, they were not willing. They wanted, they wanted their shoes to be into regular box stores. Um, and they weren't really willing to put them into their store or mm-hmm. to put displays in. So that was difficult. Oh, that, I, uh, it must have been, yeah. Uh, but we made a little, a little birdie shoe <laughs> and a little, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Mac burglar, you know, <laughs> and, and some of these. We had some, and they, but they were hiking shoes for kids. Right. And they were regular sneakers for kids. And some of them had lights on them and wheels and that type of thing. Oh, like Heelys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any passions? Do um, I have any passion? Yeah. Well, that's Probably <laughs> my passion, if I would, I would be really honest, would probably be golf. Golf? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That stopped you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did stop me. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I used to watch golf all the time. So, yeah. But, I mean, that is pretty interesting. I, I would say my passion is art. Are okay. You, okay. Like painting, photography, yeah. and all that. Are you, are you into any of those? Well, I was a professional photographer for a number of years. Oh, I love taking photos. Like, so I love that, taking pictures. Yeah. Yes. What What yes. is your? Most of them were sports. Sp- oh, for sports, that yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for like track and. I did. I started actually taking black and white, with a oh my lord, it was a Pentax, and I don't recall the actual model, but it was uh, it was all print. Okay. And so I would send. I would be at track meets around the Midwest, generally speaking, and I would send the photo to Track and Field News, and occasionally I was uh, published, which was which was fun. You were published? Uh, in Track and Field News, that in the magazine. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. So I learned, learned how to do that, and, and a lot of the track meets that we would go to, there's a lot of time between events. So I could take some photos, and I could still, uh, obviously, of other people, 
and right. but I could still warm up for my event and and that type of thing. So it was fun. That is honestly amazing. I can't believe that you were published. Uh, I mean, I oh yeah, believe, it's it's well, you have to realize that that it's a very small world. Right. And Track and Field News is published out of California. Oh wow. So back in the dark old ages, okay, <laughs> where we didn't have digital cameras, uh, they did not receive many photos from the Midwest. And so when, and we had some very, very good runners and hurdlers and jumpers here in the Midwest. And um, so they, they really enjoyed the fact that somebody, <laughs> good or bad or indifferent, would send them some photos that they could publish. Right. So. Love that. Just because you're published does not necessarily mean <laughs> that you have good photos, as you know. Well, I mean, I would say that if someone were to be published, that's some pretty good photos you got there. Well, they were they were not bad. But I, I'll tell you, you know that when you have digital, a digital camera, how many more photos can you take? Quite a few. Yeah. Right. And you, but you're still, if you had a roll of back when we had like 36 or a roll of 24. Yeah. So you would take a roll of 24 or 36 and you hoped to get two or three good ones. Pretty good photos. <laughs> good, right? good quality. <laughs> yes. Today is no different. Right. Except that you can, you can put it on fast shutter. Right. Okay, I've got uh, I've got a Nikon what H H H something. Right. I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> but I use for for athletics, and it's it's like a machine gun. Okay, <laughs> I mean I can take I can take a thousand photos. Right. And I still hope to get two or three really good quality photos right because i mean even with the shutter speed on and which is good for movement obviously correct so i mean like you said it is i'm we're hoping to get at least two or three good quality pictures exactly (laughs) the the big thing of course is i would send a student out to do this because i would would be doing this at quincy high school for instance and I ran the yearbook, so it's absolutely perfect. You send a student out to do this. They learn pretty quick that they just don't point and shoot. Because yeah. th- when they came back, they had to look at all of the photos that they had taken. Yeah. And that took sometimes quite a bit of time. Yeah, you can't, you can't just, like, steady, steady. Okay, go. That's you right. Gotta, you got to, like... You got to go as you see it. That's right. And you've got to be in the position. You've got, particularly with with sports, with athletics, you have to know approximately what's going on. Right. You have to understand the sport. And you have to, more than anything else, to get a good photo, you have to anticipate what the athlete is going to do. Yeah, what's their next move? What's exactly. Next so if you're, you're out taking a football photo and you want to get it of your wide receiver, Mm -hmm. you sort of have got to watch and anticipate that this play, the quarterback is going to throw 
to your wide receiver and hopefully he gets open. Right. Or at least hopefully he catches the ball. Right. <laughs> so, but you end up with a lot of uh, a lot of photos of just the wide receiver doing absolutely nothing. Or at least get that one good picture of where they act like they're about to catch that yep. ball, but, yep. you know, end up dropping it. Or Absolutely. At least get, get that picture of them reaching for that ball. So how long <laughs> have you been taking photos? Um, I've been taking photos since I've been in high school, so probably about five years now that I've been okay. taking pictures. Okay. Usually minor, just of um, landscapes, sunsets, you know, the basic concepts of taking pictures <laughs> okay but i do have my own camera so i mean well, good. it kind of brings up my self-esteem on things <laughs> that's good that's so great. have you ever um gotten from your photography little business that you had mm -hmm. for taking uh pictures of students in sports have they ever gotten recruited from the pictures that you've taken not that i know of mm. not that i know of i've We've done a lot of uh, of senior pictures, right? And particularly all of the students in my yearbook classes would take their own senior pictures. So, however they were used, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I've said before, it happens. It happens. But I'm sure. Some of these students posted the pictures that you took of them on whatever website. Oh they yes, used. oh yeah, they've done that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they they made because they made their own. I taught them how to make their own uh, announcements for, you know, graduation and their parties that they would have. And <laughs> oh yeah, they've done all that. Well, that's good. So, how do you feel about your new job at Trine? Oh, I like that. I like the I like the job. That's I'm good. teaching I'm teaching uh, effective speaking, oh, okay. which is essentially uh, teaching or help people to act. Right. Because you you making that good eye contact. You do. You must be an actor. <laughs> yeah, you gotta act like those uh ten second or thirty second um. When I was in effective speaking last year, they had us pull like random topics out of a basket. Okay. And you could yes, only talk yes. about it for 30 seconds yep. to really like engage in with the audience. Yep. Eye contact. Yep. That's exactly it. Man, it was nerve wracking. You you've always <laughs> must be prepared to speak. You gotta, you gotta expect the unexpected. That's right. And yet it is, it is, um, it is so defying of, of one's sort of mental health, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you have to stand up in front of people, let alone that you know, you may know them or you don't. But particularly if you know them, it's like, oh, my goodness, all these people are going to judge. And you've just got to put that behind you yeah. and go for it. Right. So you got to try to minimize the fidgeting, the movements. Well, use your fidgeting. As I've told, you know, if really? you if you yes, of course. If you are going to we have verbal right and nonverbal. Right. Right? So if you know that you like to swing back and forth, right? Which is a no-no. 
So use the swing back and forth. Instead of swinging back and forth, walk. Walk a couple of paces to make a point. Okay? But don't overuse come, it. Come back over. Make a point. So you're getting some of your nervous energy out. You're making a point, and no one knows that this is all scripted so that you can get your nervous energy out of you. Right. <laughs> See, it, my professor told me that he was about to nail my feet to the floor because I swayed too much. <laughs> I understand swaying. I sometimes think I'm Arthur Murray. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Nope. Arthur <laughs> but I Murray, laughed anyway. Arthur Murray was a dance instructor. Okay. I laughed anyways. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel you feel great about your new job. I don't I mean, Trident is a great place to be, even though it's you know, surrounded by snow right now. Well that's okay. Do you like snow? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Well that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just think. We can handle it. Can you imagine being in Texas right now? Oh, my gosh. That is true. We, we can definitely handle it. I bet yeah. Texas it feels so confused right now. It, it would be difficult to be down there. Oh, yeah. I have a difficult. couple of friends that live in Texas, and let me tell you, they hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we can handle it. But, I mean, I'm still a little mad at some of the plowers when it comes to parking lots. Well... <laughs> You know, what can you say? You could be, now, you could be in St. Cloud, Minnesota, where the high is a minus 10. That's true. So. Yeah, I, I, I would rather be here. <laughs> think about, think about your options. Right. Right? The best option right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that winter storm is crazy. Yeah. Were so you... we're, we're teaching also a lot of writing. Yeah. in humanities so it's that's okay. fun so what what are your other subjects that you're teaching i'm teaching that? humanities okay and the humanity basically it's a it's a it's a look at a variety of articles uh through eyes of or you can go through the eyes of of a technologist or perhaps if you're an english major you could do that through uh, a feminist lens um, historical lens, you know, it depends on what you really enjoy. You right. can, you can look at the article through any lens that you would like. And so we do a little, for instance, we've got, um, there's a story, uh, by Eric Larson, uh, Devil in the White City. And it's really two stories. It's the building of the Chicago World's Fair in, I believe, 1893. And also on the other side, you've got this guy by the name of H.H. Holmes that has built a home that is sort of down the street from the, the World's Fair. Well, the home is pretty unique because he likes to bring people in and they right. never leave. Never? And so you can, so there's so many things going on. It's ironic that, that, that he has set up a, uh, he set up a house 
the World's Fair draws all of the fish in, and he just hooks them. <laughs> so kind of takes it. Yeah, so you can go, and you can go all sorts of different directions. If, if you love design, right? you've got the World's Fair, you've got the fact that they want to build a, a mammoth, you know, uh, uh, Ferris wheel. Right. Because they want theirs to be a bigger and better than at Paris, which was the Eiffel Tower when when that was unveiled. And so if you if you if you like design, you've got all sorts of that. If you're into history, you've got the building of that. If you're you're into um, serial killers, you <laughs> certainly have got that. Right. You know. Uh, and so you've got you've got a lot to think about, a lot to write about, and any and all of that is open for interpretation. Okay. Well, again, thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? I think we can wrap up. Okay. (laughs) I would like to thank Professor Oliver for joining me today in this episode of Introduction to being the new English teacher here at Trine University. And... um, Thank you so much. Well, Faith, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been it's been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.